0: All right, sorry about that. We are back with part two of our the Thomas Fitch Sports Show, um, finishing up Texas football recap and Texas's 38-7 victory over Baylor. Um, we're going over takeaways. The final t- takeaway, um, this was probably the part of, of the game that really hurt me or just uh, maybe the most disappointed is it's like the coaches don't want Michael Dixon to win the Heisman anymore, you know? The, at the end of the game, there's about seven and a half minutes left. We're up 31-7 to seven on the 40-yard line, like f- fourth and two, and we punt it. And I'm like, if you want – Michael Dixon is an incredible punter, the best, best punter ever in Texas history. I'm just going to say it now. I think he's going to go on and have an incredible NFL career. But the problem is we got stalled around midfield so many times that he was having the best he could do a lot of times was a 50-yard punt or a 40-yard punt. And your goal is not to kick in the end zone. Your goal is to get as close to the goal line. So that really hurt his average. He's now down to, um, what is it, 48.4, 48.4 um, uh, yards per punt. And he is a guy who, if you watch him, you know he can punt at 60 yards every time. But when he's having to punt from the fifty, having to punt from the forty, it's bringing down his average. Bringing down his average of, he's, I mean, give him the Ray guy now. But I want this guy on a flight to New York. I one one second. Let's take a look at the stats of some of the the Heisman front runners. So Saquon Barkley, uh, uh, he has zero punts uh, for zero yards, averaging get this zero yards per punt. That means Michael Dixon is literally averaging. yards more per punt than Saquon Barkley is, and somehow Saquon's the front runner, runner front of the Heisman, and I don't hear Michael Dixon's name mentioned anywhere. I mean that that is absolutely terrible, and the same, actually, the exact same stats for Bryce Love and for Baker Mayfield. So you can't tell me that Michael Dixon does not have the um, the resume to be in the Heisman race. You can't tell me that because this guy is incredible and is going to be drafted um, at some point soon. Probably, I don't think he'll be a a free agent who has to be signed. I think he's going to get drafted because he has one of the strongest legs. I mean, you look at the NFL. I looked over the weekend at at the NFL. I think the the biggest average per kick was like 54 yards a kick. But his average puts him about, I think, about fifth overall, if he was in the NFL right now, uh, of yards per punt. Like, that's incredible as a college athlete. And, the you know, you look at all these guys' farthest kicks, it's 65, 66. Dixon's doing that each game. So, you know, just shout out my guy. Come on, Heisman. Send him to New York. If, if the people can get behind him, um, I know there's no fan vote for Heisman, but, like, find, like, just a little inside, I don't know if anybody knows this, but if you win the Heisman, you get a vote. So track down every Heisman vo- every Heisman winner you know. You know, slide into the DMs and be like, you better vote for Michael Dixon because he's averaging forty eight point four yards more per punt than Saquon Barkley. So just get that information out. You know, this is something that, you know, it's it's a representative democracy. We the people can't vote, but we the people can influence and have a big um influence in who wins the Heisman. Um Finally, we got a little bit of time left because tomorrow, Tuesday night on ESPN, I think I can say that. I don't know if I'm breaking copyright laws. Hopefully, we're good. Anyways, um, tomorrow night, the uh, college football playoff rankings will be released. So, in honor of that, I'm going to give my top four. Uh, like I have been doing, I'll break it down for you. If you have any complaints, just like come with me and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Very simple. Number 1, Alabama. And everybody is getting on Alabama because they only have one win over a team with a winning record. They haven't really beaten anybody good. But two things. One, people I think people are discounting the Florida State win. It was a Florida State win where the majority of the game they still had uh, Francois and I think this is a Florida State team who has been through a lot. You lose your star quarterback, you go through this stuff with the Hurricane and they just have no momentum and they're just trending downhill. I, I don't think it was it was the top four ranked team that they were ranked. Florida State, I don't think the team game week one was a top five team. However, I think they were still a decent team then and it hurts when you lose your star quarterback. So don't discount that one. And secondly, AM is I mean sorry, not AM Alabama beat AM. That's their one team that they've beaten with a winning record. But excite for A&M, Alabama has been blowing their opponents away. It it looks; it's very similar to Texas's national championship-winning year in two thousand five, where you look at you know they beat Colorado in the Big Twelve Championship seventy to three, and they were just destroying teams. That is what it's very reminiscent of to me. The A and M win isn't as good, but it's a you know it's a A and M team who will be likely making it to a bowl game, even though they got killed by Mississippi State. Go Dogs! Only for one week. Um, number two, Georgia, um, I think Georgia just belongs here. They, they're undefeated. They have that Notre Dame win keeps looking better and better and better every week. And we're going to get to Notre Dame really quick, believe it or not. Um, so I think they belong here. Um, and I'm really excited for the Alabama Georgia matchup that we are going to get. Yep. We are hot take. We are going to get in the SEC championship. Um, then number three, Notre Dame. That's right. (laughs) I hate to say it because I want Texas to be back before Notre Dame, but Texas did beat Notre Dame last year. So following some train of something, Texas is better than them. Find it for me somehow. They have the best loss, uh, or maybe second best loss, but arguably the best loss in college football. They lost to Georgia by one point second game of the season. They, they have probably one of the, the better, uh, schedules. Because they beat Michigan State, who is now ranked. They destroyed USC two weeks ago, who is a very solid, fundamental team. They destroyed NC State. They put up 35 points on a very, very stubborn NC State defense, who actually goes to Clemson next week. Watch for an upset there. Um, and they still have Miami and Stanford left. So they very easily, with one loss, if they went out, Will will be in the, the in the college football playoff A because they're a big team and we know they like to pick big teams. I'm sorry they do. And B because they have a the most complete resume of any team in college football right now. Even with that one lots, they have a much better resume than Alabama, Georgia. Well, Georgia beat them, but anybody else. Um, number four, I am putting Clemson ahead of Ohio State, and it's it's a close one. I think. I think by the end of the year, we'll have it sorted out. So I'm not super worried about this, but the thing is a A, Clemson, uh, I think, I think overall Clemson might be a better team. I think compared to Ohio state, Oh, I think, you know, Ohio state, they have a good loss in Oklahoma, maybe, uh, but I think Oklahoma will be a one or two loss team at the end of the year, um, a good loss in Oklahoma. And a good one over Penn State. However, you look at Penn State. Who has Penn State played? They beat Michigan, but Michigan's now not ranked. So, you look... At, and I think the, ben T- the Big Ten could be hurting from, from scheduling. Ohio State, other granted they have the Oklahoma loss, but they haven't played anybody else ranked um, other than Penn State. Um, Penn State, other than Ohio State, hasn't played anybody else ranked. And Wisconsin who they're not even in my top uh, six. They might be. I think they are. Um, but they're not in my top four. They're undefeated. At this point, if they were to win out and go to the Big Ten championship game, that would be the first time they're playing a ranked opponent all year. So that, that scheduling conundrum um, could come back to bite them. Um, so obviously, Clemson four and then Ohio State um, five, but... Right, right on the border. I don't think it matters right now because I think. Well, I don't know that you know if if both if both teams went out, I don't know who goes ahead. There's a chance that Ohio State goes ahead because they have a better loss, and they'd still have to win the Big Ten championship over um, what could be an undefeated or a one loss ranked Wisconsin team who looks to have a good control over their side of the of the conference. Um, so that at the end of the day. If, the, if both teams win out there's a good chance that I think Ohio State gets the nod over Clemson but right now both teams have fairly similar resumes uh, I think both teams are in conferences that started off hot but now we're kind of residing however Clemson has a big game against NC state next week like I was saying if they can win that I think that'll kind of solidify their resume as a solid team and then I six six you know position doesn't matter but I would I think I would put Wisconsin in that just solely because they're undefeated. Um, but you can really throw Wisconsin. You can throw Penn State in there with one loss. You can throw Oklahoma in there. Um, and I don't, I'm not sure if the Big 12 will get a team in there. I think TCU losing to Iowa State hurt that. But I think because you have a lot of teams, you have uh, Iowa State's turning up to be good. DCU is gonna will be will finish the year ranked. Oklahoma State will likely finish the year ranked. OU will finish the year ranked. You might get a West Virginia or a Tech finishing the year in the top twenty-five. I don't think Texas does, but there's a chance if Texas wins out that they, they will finish in the top twenty five. So the Big Twelve is not doesn't have all the, the you know, they aren't consolidated in the top five, top ten, but I think they are there are other aside from Baylor and Kansas and even Baylor's had some close games. There are no easy games in the Big 12. So I think that's one thing that works to Oklahoma's favor. If they win out, they have a good win over Ohio State. Their loss to Iowa State keeps looking better and better every week. They have a good resume. They they have a very good chance, I think, to push their way up. Um, other one-loss teams, Miami has one loss, but I don't really buy into them. They uh, barely escaped two weekends in a row, first against UConn last weekend. um I'm even blanking on who it was, but the point is there are a a lot of one-loss teams still in it, but when I look at teams who have the most likely chance to win, I look at teams who have been most dominant and teams who have the most complete resumes, and that's why I think a team like Oklahoma has a better chance than a one-loss Penn State or even maybe an undefeated Wisconsin to make it in, but again, they need help from maybe Ohio State or Clemson losing that. Well, that is going to do us today. Do it for us today over at the Thomas Fitch Sports Show. Um, thanks for joining me. We will be back next year. Or, <laughs> next year? Yeah. No, next week with a recap of the TCU game. Uh, have a very happy Halloween. Stay safe. Check your kids' candy for high fructose corn syrup, which can lead to diabetes. Just kidding. Let your kids eat what they want. Um, anyways, happy Halloween. Um, thanks for joining us today. See you all next week.